0: Welcome to the Sex Within Marriage Podcast. For those who are listening for the first time, I'm JD. My blog is at sexwithinmarriage.com, and I blog about married sexuality from a Christian perspective. I'm also a Christian marriage coach, and you can check out my practice at anonymousmarriagecoaching.com. Today we're going to talk a bit about Valentine's Day, because Valentine's Day is quickly coming up. I am actually recording this on Sunday, so it's exactly a week. Till Valentine's Day, but this won't get published till about Wednesday, uh, and then you'll have even less time to get ready. So, if if Valentine's Day kind of makes you nervous and makes you start to sweat and and you start to get afraid, uh, well, I I feel for you. I completely understand Valentine's Day. I think is potentially one of the most dangerous days of the year for married couples, and. Let me explain what I mean, and then uh, I'll give you a couple of tips on kind of how to survive it. So one of the big problems with Valentine's Day, in my opinion, is that expectations are really high. You know, we all see these commercials about buying diamonds and having like the perfect dinner and all these things. Uh, so expectations are high. It's Valentine's Day, and you, you know, everybody's trying to... Pull off the perfect Valentine's Day. So stress is very high and usually communication is really low for some reason during this time as well. Uh, women have a tendency to expect their husbands to know, you know, what they want. And, uh, men are kind of afraid to ask because, well, they're kind of expected to know what they're supposed to do. And so there's kind of this, this stigma against talking about it. And so we get this kind of weird uh, situation, this context where you have high expectations and high stress and low communication, and this sort of creates this perfect storm of failing to meet uh expectations. Because Valentine's Day is ultimately really a holiday of fantasy, not of reality. It forces us to want a fairy tale, and then if it doesn't happen, we get kind of disappointed. Because Valentine's Day is full of contradictions. You know, the most basic one, uh, the one that undermines everything, is that Valentine's Day is supposed to be all about love, but in reality, it's all about meeting a, a manufactured expectation that our culture kind of generates for us. Oftentimes, people do things not out of love, but kind of out of fear that if they don't meet this expectation, well, then they failed. Uh, so you're supposed to kind of guess at what your spouse wants more than anything wrong. And if you're wrong, it's your fault. At least that's how it's perceived. And of course, we all know that the prize for kind of winning, the prize for guessing exactly what your partner wants and, and pulling off the perfect Valentine's Day with a perfect meal and a perfect gift is uh, the kind of trade-off is that, well, you're supposed to have this great, crazy Valentine's Day sex. And if you don't, if you, if it's just kind of mediocre, if, uh, is like good, but it's not like mind blowing. And if your gift is like thoughtful, but it's not like perfect, exactly what she wants, then, well, then you, you kind of punishment. You're relegated to sort of ob- obligatory sex because, well, it's Valentine's day and we went out for dinner. So I guess we're supposed to have sex now. And, uh, of course the punishment uh for not living up to Valentine's Day expectations is to not have sex at all uh on the ver- on the one day of the year where you're kind of made to believe that sex is almost guaranteed to happen. So we have this day that is manufactured as this expectation of what you're supposed to do and you know you kind of have to pull off like the perfect evening with the perfect gift and everything. And if you don't, then it's kind of, it, you, people kind of see it as less than what it should be. Which is kind of crazy because on any other day of the year, uh, you could take your wife out for dinner and it would be considered thoughtful. You know, you could give a gift and it could be seen as romantic. But on Valentine's Day, which is supposedly the most romantic day of the year, these are seen as bare minimums. These are expected, but often not appreciated. Now, I know this isn't the case for everybody. I, I know a lot of couples, they really like Valentine's Day. And they get a lot out of it. And uh, it's a wonderful kind of time for them. I know my friend Keely over at lovehopeadventure.com She absolutely loves Valentine's Day. Like She decorates her house and she blogs all these Valentine's Day date ideas, and she's got these gifts to help with Valentine's Day, and uh, she, she, I have never seen anyone enjoy Valentine's Day so much, and I, I honestly believe that she does not have, like, these massive expectations of her husband, but rather she, she just loves to kind of Get everything ready and kind of get into like the spirit of Valentine's Day, whatever that means. And I know many other people uh, hear all these things and they're like, well, we don't think that way. And that's fantastic. But there are many people who do feel that way. And our culture and our media, they're constantly trying to train us to think in this direction. And it's intentional. I mean, this Valentine's Day is huge business, especially for things like florists and restaurants and uh jewelry stores. And there's a huge commercial push for this. Uh And unfortunately, the trade-off is that I think it damages a lot of marriages. You now, we see year after year that the day after Valentine's Day, or at least the first Monday after Valentine's Day, all of a sudden the like google searches for divorce lawyers start spiking and that's horrible that there this one day can have such high expectations that it increases people's thoughts that hey I'm not happy with the person I'm with and I want to get a divorce get a divorce and the only reason i can think of that it would be like valentine's day is that is that somebody didn't meet these kind of unspoken expectations so if possible, you know, I want to encourage you guys to, to think beyond kind of the cultural norm for Valentine's Day. Change the expectation. Uh, communicate what your expectations are and then realize if they're realistic or not. Because lots of times our expectations are expectations of a fantasy life with a fantasy spouse uh, on a fantasy date and our kids are non-existent for a good eight hours. And that's that's just not realistic. It's not real life. It's not who we are, and it's not what you signed up for. So I have some tips for Valentine's Day. And the first is that, if possible, celebrate Valentine's Day on any other day except for February 14th. Uh, Because flowers are cheaper. If you want to buy flowers, don't buy flowers on Valentine's Day. It's just insane. Uh, you know, trying to book a restaurant is so much easier on any other day, you know, trying to find a babysitter is easier because all these people who want to go out for dinner with their spouses and they have kids, well, they're looking for babysitters. You know, there's so many things that make it almost, almost impossible to actually have a good Valentine's Day. Uh, Mm -hmm. You start worrying a lot about expenses and trying to find yeah, a babysitter, and uh, the restaurants are crowded, and they have long lineups, and all these things, and it, it's just kind of crazy. Another idea is to have sex before your meal, instead of going out for dinner, getting really full, and then coming home and thinking, oh, okay, well, it's Valentine's Day, now we should have sex, on a very, very full stomach. That's, that's very difficult. I, I would say if possible, you know, if you can get your kids to be babies at somewhere else, or if you're in a hotel room or something like that, you know, have fun, have sex, build up an appetite, then go out for dinner. And you'll feel much better. As well, if you have sex first, well, you have that nice big oxytocin boost, so you'll have a better chance of bonding and a better communication. Uh, it'll just lead to a much better evening. And for gifts, I highly suggest buying something that will last and will pay dividends while also being personal and something that will draw you two together. You know, the typical gifts are things like flowers, which die, and chocolate, which gets eaten, and, well, diamonds last, but diamonds don't really do anything. They're just kind of, well, they're there. (laughs) They don't really enhance your relationship at all. So last week I posted uh, an idea for a Valentine's gift uh, from my friend Dennis over at Ent Melt, And uh, his website is couplesmassagecourses.com. You can check out the post. It's a whole series of videos teaching you how to massage your spouse uh In a way that's kind of sensual and romantic. And that's something that you two can use together for the rest of your lives. You know, that's not a gift that's going to be eaten or that's going to spoil. That's a new skill that you will have and you can use for as long as you two live. Uh, I've gone through it myself and they are absolutely fantastic. So that's a little bit on my opinion, kind of, of Valentine's Day I hope for some of you it makes you kind of evaluate what your expectations are about Valentine's Day. Hopefully it will help you uh, appreciate the effort that your spouse puts into it more or make you more able to evaluate maybe alternatives to Valentine's Day, a different day or different types of gifts or things like that. So that's it for me for this week. Like I said, uh, if you're still looking for a gift, I highly suggest checking out the uh, couple's massage courses you can check on um, my post on it from last week on the blog and I will talk to you guys again next week.